taking you on a journey for the pursuit of PPC. Welcome to PPC Rockstars. Get ready to rumble through the latest PPC news and views from around the blogosphere. Learn from our hosts and the PPC pros that will take you to the promised land of PPC profit. We're cashing in the clicks with the PPC Rockstars. Here's your host, David Zatella. Hey, PPC friends, it's another episode of PPC Rockstars with one of my favorite rock stars, certainly one of the most brilliant people on the planet, um, the co-founder of Adalysis and the proprietor of lots of training under the Gaia, under the, the name BG Theory, that's Brad Geddes. Hey, Brad, how you doing? Good, good. Thanks for having me, David. As usual, it's always a pleasure. And... Um, I've been I've been thanking uh, our friends uh, as I've been interviewing them for their participation in the paid search conference. Um, you did you did a great job moderating, and uh, I think you were key to its success. So thank you. Oh well, thank you. It was a good show, and for anyone who hasn't seen it, right? They're all all the videos are on demand. I've I've referred a few people who didn't make it to certain videos, so you know it's there. It's it's great content. Yeah, we, we um, let's see, as of this taping, which is uh, June 11th, uh, we are a few days away from posting all the content on the Paid Search Association site, which is paidsearch.org. Uh, it is available on YouTube, uh, but it's kind of uh, not easily found at the moment. But if you search for Paid Search Association, you might be able to find it. So... Um, today, I would love to talk to you, with you, about um, a topic that was on the Adalysis blog on May 5th, which is the uh, mysterious responsive search ads. And um, just uh, a little background, I, I've been using them since they, came, since they were in beta, and um, I, thought I, <laughs> I thought I knew what they were. Uh, at that time, but then my perception has changed a little bit over time, uh, including upon reading your article. And um, I've still got questions. I still love to, to bat around a few um, possibilities and perceptions with you. But um, why don't we start with uh, your suggestions for creating effective RSAs from the from the blog post? Sure. So I, I think, you know, when you think of a, a great ad, right, regardless of the ad type, you've got, this is search, right? So you've got that headline that says, hey, I'm relevant, right? I understand what you search for. And then you have your, you know, calls to action and your consumer benefits. What do they get? And then what should they do? And then you may have, have of course, more data as well. And so, what we often find with RSAs is these aren't always sort of acknowledged in the ads. And, and a lot of people write RSAs kind of like as a lazy way to quickly make lots of ads. So when you think of what makes a great RSA, right, it's having a couple headlines that are relevant to the ad group, right? So why someone searched, it's often having a couple calls to action and a couple consumer benefits. Now, when I say a couple, I mean two. Two headlines, two, two call to action, two benefits. If you want a third of one of these, you want a third call to action, then you should also make a third headline related to ad group and a third benefit. 
if you don't, right? If you have three calls to action, one benefit, one headline, you'll end up with ads with just three calls to action and nothing else in them. And, and it takes Google's machine a lot longer to try to figure this out because it doesn't understand the syntax that, mm-hmm. hey, this is a call to action, this is a benefit, this is a feature, this is a, you know, related to the ad group itself, right? So you, you need to give it consistent information and the consistent amount of each from headlines, right, related to ad group, call to action, and benefits. And I think that's where a lot of them get poor results just because they're never made correctly in the first place. Mm-hmm. Okay. So how do you make them correctly in the first place? What I just said, right? It's, it's that having two headlines related to ad group, two calls to action, two benefits, or three of each. Mm-hmm. Um, Cause if you go to one, then you might as well just make an ETA and do it yourself. Right. right? And, and so that, that's that, that real important step. Secondly, what you don't want to do is say, select all my ad groups and let me just write the same RSA for 50 ad groups, which we see all the time, um, be, because you lose that search relevancy, right? And, and mm-hmm. if we go back to one of the first things everyone learns in paid search, right? Who, who learns it well? I mean, you learned this 15 years ago, 20 years ago. I forget how long you've been in the state <laughs> for a long time. Right. Um, right. It's that some, when someone does a search, they've got a question, right? Hey, I want to find a plumber. I want to buy this product. I I want something, or I need to learn something. The ad has to say, I understand what you want and here's why you should deal with us to get it. And, And that's that first thing that pops in users is that headline that says, Hey, we're relevant. Once you lose that, you might as well just be making programmatic ads across display networks, right? That's what makes search so different is someone mm-hmm. says, I want, and you say, I have, um, or, you know, I can fix or, or whatever it is, right? Um, and, and that's where RSAs sometimes lose that because a, a computer doesn't think like a human, right? It's just a computer putting together lines and see what happens. So when you have ads that are just like, our business name, call us for a consultation. We do things right for you. Mm-hmm. And, and that's across the entire campaign. You lose the relevancy. And, and, and that's where um, when RSA is really in our perform, right? It's, it's usually in that relevancy aspect of we get what you want and here's why you do with us. Right. So let me ask you whether the following would uh, kind of augment the strategy that you're talking about. Um, I'm looking at the article right now, and <clears throat> you're recommending that the H1, the headline one, be a captivating headline. In other words, uh, be as relevant as possible to the ad group and the keywords in the ad group, I assume, right? Well, that's that's the structure of an ETA, right? With a, with an RSA, you, you're oh, not going to start yes. pinning everything, right? That's saying, here's two ETA formulas and what we're really doing is expanding upon those same lines to create the RSAs. Yep. Okay. So oh, you just mentioned pinning. Do you advocate pinning? Um, let's say that one relevant uh, keyword packed headline as the headline that always appears in the first position? No, because if you're going to, you're basically saying we know better than the machine for headline one. So you're giving it less variations and you're not really getting the benefit of it, right? So the, the reason we usually pin things, it's, it's one of two reasons, right? It's 
one, there is um, some legal disclaimer that just has to be in the ad, right? This is common in medical, sometimes legal, financial, et cetera. Two, you have some brand requirements. What You must use brand in the ad or you mm-hmm. just run these TV commercials and you want to echo that same line right in your ad. So, so you pin that as like an H3 or something. So it's there, right? You meet your brand guidelines. Other than that, not really, because if we start pinning everything, we might as well try ETAs to begin with. All right. Okay. Um, one minor exception I would uh, point out is if you're creating – let's talk about this just for a second because it's, it's an outlier. If uh-huh. you're creating um, ads that will primarily or exclusively show on mobile devices, you wouldn't even want to have a headline three because those are – frequently truncated out so okay this gets to where we can get really sophisticated if we want to so on average mobile devices show 60 characters of of headlines okay if your first two headlines are 20 characters then your third headline is going to show in its entirety if your first two headlines are 25 characters then your headline three will be truncated or just won't be displayed Gotcha. Um, and so that's where it, it gets really messy when we talk about headline threes and, and what happens, especially on mobile devices. Yeah. Because um, it's more of a character okay. issue in a pixel width. Right. right. Certain certain letters, even in, you know, Helvetica, take up slightly more pixels than they do in Arial or, or, or whatnot. And so you could have, I think it's like three lowercase a's to two uppercase c's. Mm-hmm. So we could even go that far, right? Which is right. kind of crazy, but that's really, it's about pixel width, not even characters. Right. Okay, so good explanation and a good synopsis of your article. Um, let's segue into something, and we're going to take a break to, in just a second. So I'm just going to pose the, uh, the, the question. When I first started using RSAs, I thought, I assumed, and I thought, even thought I uh, read this in Google's descriptions, that an RSA was a tool for finding good uh, headlines and description lines and not really intended to be a structure that was left running. In other words, it was a test tool. So that, that was my first impression. And, and what I did was um, I ran RSAs. And then I looked at the data, the scant data, because it's really only impression data for each of the entities and said, okay, Google has told me the best combination of uh, headlines and description lines. And I can either tell or infer which ones will perform best together. And then I'd create ETAs from from, from those combinations. Um, so when we come back in just a minute, um, Let's talk about that and then the kind of counter view, which is you should leave these guys running as alternatives to the ETAs um, and, and, one, and also that uh, one of the reasons to leave them running is that Google is not just running a popularity contest. They're choosing which headlines and description lines to use in real time because they think that the person doing the search is going to react one way or another. So store that away for a second. 
and we'll come back and, and talk about it when we come back. PPC Rockstars. We'll be back after we click through our sponsors. Ready to do a podcast for your business? Make that podcast elevate to enterprise level. Let webmasterradio.fm expedite and execute your podcast to build your brand and broaden your customer base. Webmasterradio.fm has worked with the world's biggest tech brands, Google, Yahoo, and Bing, and have worked with fast-growing brands like ShipStation and GoDaddy. Now it's your turn. Contact brasco at wmr.fm and rush your enterprise-level podcast into production at a very reasonable rate. Email brasco at wmr.fm. Are you looking for the best in WordPress speed, security, and scalability? WP Engine is a digital experience platform for WordPress, powering digital experiences for large brands around the world. With easy-to-use site management tools and powerful do-it-your-way development features, WP Engine gives you the flexibility to build it your way. Improve your SEO and conversion rates with a faster site on WP Engine. Learn more on WPEngine.com. The pursuit of PPC continues. Welcome back to PPC Rockstars. Here's your host, David Zatella. And we're back with Brad Geddes talking about uh, responsive search ads. I've just uh, suggested a couple of topics to go off into a tangent about and probably mess things up completely. So um, what are your thoughts on what I just said? So, so number one, right, the whole what ad gets the best impressions and then making an ETA out of that or, or whatnot. Um, you can do that, right? The, the problem is you're working off impression data. So mm-hmm. there's no conversion data. Um, and, and find that Google serves RSAs better for click-through rates than they do conversion rate or conversion per impression. Right. And and Google, right, they want their clicks, right? And they, they almost make this assumption at times that all ads get the same conversion rate. The difference really is in, you know, in, in how often people click on it. Which is crazy. I know, right? But it's it but it's it's almost an assumption they make. So let's just get more clicks. And so when you you look at a lot of what ads are showing the most. It's often, it will often be at the highest CTR combination if you go test it out, um, which may not be the best for your conversions. Right. And, and, and so, you know, I've always stated that like DSAs, right? DSAs are great to throw out there. Look at some keywords you didn't realize you had, like you could show for that are really good. Let's go make these keywords, right? They're great for keyword mining. RSAs would be great for ad mining if we could get more data than impressions. Yes. Um, but the way it states, it just says, hey, we serve this the most. What you don't know is that it was the worst conversion rate ad or the best conversion or the worst CTR, right? You, you have no idea. Um, and so you could do that, right? I mean, it's pretty easy to say, okay, Google shows this the most. Let's go see what happens, right? And then you can truly test the data and see here is this specific, you know, ETA versus my my aggregate RSA data. How wh- why was Google showing this? Mm-hmm. Um, you'll off. I've only done maybe a hundred tests like that, right? So okay. I have done this. It's not a, a substantial number, um, 
But I, I find that what happens is it's a very good CTR combination. May not be the best one. In fact, sometimes it's close to the RSA CTR, but lower. But it's rarely the best conversion rate. Did you say rarely? Rarely. Okay. It's usually, it's usually best CTR. Or you know, if you were say I've got three thousand combinations, it's probably one of your top ten or you know twenty CTR combinations, but it might not be number one. Okay. Um. And again, it's impossible to fully test this out because if I've got an ad group and Google's shown 4,000 combinations of an RSA, I can't make 4,000 ETAs and get enough data to figure that out, right? Sure. So you're, you're doing some rough math and you know, some speculation and you can do some you know, scientific testing, but it's, it's not ever going to be perfect the way the, the, your control over ad serving. Okay. So what, what about this other premise? I mean, it, it seems as if Google is saying, uh, I mean, when you create an ad, you're presented with kind, I, kind uh, of... Whatever kind of, Google says this, right? I, I get yeah. this vision, right, of like the man who's been in the mountain for 30 years and hasn't seen civilization and decides one day to come down and do a search. And Google's like, we know who you are. And this is the exact <laughs> same ad combination you wanted to view, right? right, and, right. And, and that's how they kind of like put this at times, right? And I'm like, right. no. Um, I, I know how it sounds. And this is when I feel, or this is personal opinion, that sometimes Google talks about how they wish the world was, not right. how it is. Yeah. And this is one of those times, right, that, oh, no, we know this person only converts when they see discounts in their ads. Yeah. Therefore, we're going to pull out your line that talks about discounts instead of your line that mentions a sale price to serve to this user base. Right, right. Um, I don't think their data is that good. I don't think they've segmented users that much to understand those nuances. Okay. Right. So, will someday, could they get there? Sure. Right. Um, have they done that? I don't believe so. I don't believe their system is that good at finding those kinds of nuances. Yeah, I, I agree with you. And I think that um, this... Uh, the whole premise behind them might be, or the whole intent behind them might be, let's help advertisers write better ads. Mm -hmm. In other words, they can, the advertiser can throw in all sorts of crazy variations on headlines and descriptions, but Google's going to, um, with a algorithm of best practices um, and performance, uh, choose, choose the, the headlines and description lines that actually produce the best performance in terms of click-through rate. So if we were to step back, right, and, and we say, all right, not in highest spend, but in total accounts, who makes up most of Google's accounts? It, it is people who spend under 10000 a month, SMB marketplace, right? It's mm -hmm. by far the most total number of accounts. Now, they're time-strapped, they aren't necessarily copywriters, right? They're not PPC people, but search works, right? That's the thing about search is so user intent driven that a bad search account can still make you money. Um, and, and so, and, and we do know that in industries where people search a lot and see the same ads over and over again, that having some variety to those ads also increases click-through rate and conversion rates, right? You've seen the same ad four times, the fifth isn't magical, right? In a display, you've seen it a hundred times. You don't suddenly go, I want to see this. You're like, why can't you guys have some variety? Mm -hmm. 
So that RSA, right, when you're a poor copywriter and you often write the same ad for every ad group, having that RSA that is more line components that lets Google shake it up a little bit, um, it's, it can be very useful for that SMB marketplace that isn't really thinking through relevancy and creating, you know, great headlines for the keywords in an ad group and so forth. It's wonderful for things like that. Um, so it has its place, but most of your listeners, they know what they're doing, right? You've uh, mm-hmm. been doing this, was it 10th, uh, you're in your 11th year of this? Uh, of this show, it's, yeah, 11th year. 11th year, right? Yep. So yeah, people have been listening for 11 years, a decade, right? right. They, they know what they're doing. And so, you know, that kind of information is not for them, right? It's, it's for that SMB. This is why we see a lot of the big advertisers pull out of RSAs. Um, we see a lot of early adoption, and we've seen a lot of the big ones either stop them or they – and RSAs are great for click-through rate. Um, mm-hmm. Google's incredible click-through rate. And, and we see them run their RSAs in their prospecting you know, campaigns, top of funnel, and they've gotten rid of them in their conversion stuff. Interesting. And that's a, a pretty common thing when you look at, at people who are spending you know, half a million plus per month. Um, and have the data really look at that. You've seen some RSA, you've seen quite a bit of RSA pullback. Interesting. Now, why do you think that is? Because they're good at click the rate and not necessarily at conversion okay. rate. Because, okay. again, you know, right? I mean, you can look at your data and know for these types of keywords, this is what our value proposition really should be. Mm-hmm. Um, and if you've done audience segmentation, you're like, well, for this audience, this is what the value proposition is. For this audience, it's this thing over here. You know that. You don't need a computer to try to figure that out when you already inherently know what to put down in the first place. Right. So when you are creating new accounts, this is where you're going to be honest with, with the audience. Um, do you automatically include an RSA in every new ad group? No. Okay. Not at all. You try, you try to write got, your best. Yeah. No, I'm going to structure, you know, my my ads kind of how, I, you know, what you're mentioning earlier, right, with the ETAs. In, and then I may throw in some RSAs, but they're going to be top of funnel stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, they're not going to be bottom funnel. It's like responsive display. Responsive display is great, mm-hmm. but it's not as good as your image ads. Right. Um, right. But, you know, it gets some inventory that your image ads can't be in. Um, and and there's saw some some really poor renderings of your responsive display ads when they're only text and your images are ignored, right? Yep. So, but it's a lot easier for users to make. They right. don't need to, a full designer and this and that. So, um, responsive display is super useful, but not as good as images. But making every image size and color combination and stuff, it's a huge amount of work. Most people oh, yeah. don't want to do it. Oh yeah, um, yeah. I use art. Uh, um, responsive display ads routinely at the beginning of a new display campaign, especially if, if reach is the overall yep. objective. Uh, me too, of- right? I mean, and then I might look at some stuff and we may make some images in certain cases, but not always. Right. Um, hey, Brad, hold on for a second. Let's hold that thought and come back after these sponsor messages. PPC Rockstars. We'll be back after we click through our sponsors. 
Here's the truth you need to know about podcasting. The biggest problem you face right now as a future podcaster is the myth that it takes an enormous amount of time or effort to produce a high-quality professional podcast. Luckily for you, there's a solution to your problem. If you're an online marketer who really needs to grow an audience of buyers but can't do all the heavy lifting alone, then here's the solution you're looking for. Introducing the DFY Podcasting System. Here's what you get. 30 minutes of one-on-one training. A weekly podcast for you or your company. Distribution to almost every podcast portal. An embeddable player for your website. An ebook called How to Podcast, created for WMR.FM show hosts. And much, much more. And best of all, you'll start seeing results with the DFY podcast system within a couple of weeks. You're just one podcast away from growing brand awareness and engagement in your business. Log on to podcast.wmr.fm and sign up for a deeply discounted rate today. That's podcast.wmr.fm. Do you look at the task of ranking your site at the top of the search engines like you would climbing the top of Mount Everest? It doesn't have to be. TopSEOs.com knows how hard that climb can be, and they can make top ranking a reality. Top SEOs send you to only the right search vendors and agencies that they know will work for you. Since 2002, TopSEOs.com has reviewed and researched the best search engine marketing agencies and solutions providers. Don't risk the cost of falling off the proverbial peak of search rankings. Let Top SEOs give you peace of mind. TopSEOs.com, the independent authority on search vendors. The pursuit of PPC continues. Welcome back to PPC Rockstars. Here's your host, David Zatella. And we are back with Brad Geddes. And um, I think we're going to agree that um, responsive search ads are not necessities. They're good to have, um, and uh, especially with top-of-funnel activities, uh, uh, they can be very useful. What I would what I would add to that, right, is if you have ad groups that are only RSAs, and I see accounts now that'll have three RSAs in an ad group and no ETAs. Interesting. And, and so with three RSAs that are different, I mean, there's like 100,000 possible combinations. In fact, it's higher. Um, Google will never figure that out. So right. if you're going to make RSAs, you really should limit yourself to one per ad group in most cases and then put an ETA in that you really thought about as like, this is our benchmark. And then we can look at how the ETA and the RSAs do against each other, right? Just to have that benchmark data because you never have a benchmark based rendering with an RSA. Gotcha. Hey, let's let's move on to my favorite uh, segment of the show, which is catching up with a friend segment. Um, so you you haven't been doing your Google sponsored training so far since March, is that correct? Um, I've done a couple virtually. Have you? Is, yeah. Um, okay. We did one with SMX London, and we combined it with some SMX Munich people to do virtually. Um, but yeah, you're not as much, right? Obviously, because it's. Still trying to um, work through details on how long people can honestly sit and Uh absorb information on a computer. Should they be two days? Should it be one shorter day with just some on-demand videos? Um, And and there's just still – so I I can honestly say I don't know any of these answers correctly, right? We're still Mm -hmm. kind of playing with it and trying to figure out what, what virtual learning looks like 
when it's a business environment, it's not a required kid sitting there for a few hours. Um, I am definitely watching the school districts to, with their studies of how long kids can sit there before they just glaze over completely. Right. Um, now, we know with webinars, right, at about the 45-minute mark, no one's listening unless it's now very interactive with questions. Right. Um, yeah, so how does that look when you're trying to give out, you know, eight, nine hours of content? Um, so, yeah, it's it's interesting experience. So you just did one in, for, uh, in you just participated with SMX Germany, which was virtual, right? Mm-hmm. How did that yeah. go? Um, SMX Germany was, or SMX Munich, right, was was incredible. Um, one of my favorite conference organizers, Sandra, is over there. And so they put on a, a very good show. SMX Munich is a very large show. And it was well done with their software with this is now like open questions to the group, conversation during, and then um, virtual exhibits. Um, okay. SMX London was afterwards. It was done a lot like the PSA conference was um, okay. with the Zoom and then let's take a break and flip to some virtual, um, you know, sponsored sessions and, and stuff. And that's where, from a conference standpoint, it's it's tough working in exhibitors. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I noticed um, Search Engine Journal had their conference this past Tuesday and they had uh, – virtual tracks for exhibitors and exhibitors giving presentations. And it's, you know, it's just not the same as visiting a booth. It's not. And, and, you know, so whether it's one of those, you give them the quick two minute spotlight, but I have seen some that do virtual booths and stuff, which is, you know, kind of cool. Um, it's not second life or, you know, yet, right. We're not, we're not totally there. Right. Um, but we, you know, depending on how things go, we could be walking and saying, Hey man, second life had it right. Yeah, truly. Um, <laughs> oh, that would be fun. Virtual yeah. drinking. Yeah. <laughs> right. That you can you can combine real life and virtual, right? Like, you know, you can toast in real life via video. Um, so it can be both. So um what have you heard about SMX East in November? Nothing. No? Nothing at all. No idea, right? I I know because part of the problem with these, and I feel, I mean, I feel sorry for conference organizers right now is mm. you've got a, even if people are willing to go to a show, they don't know if legally they can hold one. Will, you know, will New York go, oh gosh, it's, it's, you know, it's a respiratory disease oh, yes. and it resprung up in the fall. Suddenly Javits is canceling or, or can't hold a, a an exhibit because New York City just said no more than 100 people. So does Javits keep your money? Do they say, oh, no, you can have it. This has to be under 100 people. We don't care you had 2,000 registrations. <laughs> and, and right. So, what, I mean, this is where it's just ugly for organizers. I feel sorry for the whole industry right now. And they're they're doing their best, but they're in a tough spot. All right. Hey, Brand, we've come to my least favorite part of the show, which is the end. Um, thank you very much for hanging out with us today, um, opening our eyes about RSAs, and look forward to speaking with you again. Well, thank you, David. Thank you. And, and you pleasure. stay safe and have a, a great rest of your day and week. Thank you. You too. And listeners, you stay safe, but come back another, for another episode of PPC Rockstars in about two weeks. 
The opinions expressed on this program are those of the guests and hosts and do not necessarily reflect those of WebmasterRadio.fm's management or sponsors. Any rebroadcast or redistribution without authorized consent of WebmasterRadio.fm is prohibited.